G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something of an update today you might have heard in recent times. Uh, Wonderful conversations with Pastor Liz Howland, who leads a ministry called Ray of Hope Ministries. Liz was raised in a rural family in the centre of Queensland, and uh, she raised her own boys Uh, on a property, and she's been through everything that can be thrown up against people on the land, things like floods and droughts and bushfires, slumps in the markets, bankruptcies, you name it, Liz has been through it. These days, she spends her ministry-calling life uh, going to remote and outback communities where she shares her faith and the love of Christ with people who are on the land and oftentimes going through dreadful circumstances and for a whole lot of different reasons. But Liz, joining us today to talk about some of the good things that's been happening on her journey. Hello, Liz Helland. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Nice to be here. Liz, when we talk about the sort of ministry that you have, uh, you're on your own often, uh, travelling with a camper trailer and sometimes you get the tent out of the car and you pitch a tent because you haven't got the resources always uh, to be able to afford the uh, the five-star accommodation wherever you're travelling. Not that there is five-star accommodation in a lot of country towns, but you find yourself into circumstances where you come across people oftentimes by divine appointment and you bring the love of Christ, you're able to share the gospel, you have resources that you can plough into families, and good things are happening. You've been travelling just of recent times. What are some of the good things that you've come across in country towns? Well, there's just been a wonderful outcome in a large, or just outside of a large country town in Queensland. In June last year, I was asked to visit a young couple uh, who were contemplating aborting their unborn baby. This young couple were reeling. They didn't know what to do. It looked like it was going to interrupt their plans. It was just going to be an inconvenience. They were in such, they weren't thinking straight. And I just felt that the Lord said to me, these kids don't know which way's up and um, I want you to go in there, take the love of God and speak clearly to them. And what I felt the Lord prompted me to say was to address the young man because he was calling the shots. This young girl was almost suicidal because she didn't want to abort the baby. And so I addressed the young man and I clearly outlined to him that this unborn baby was in fact a human life with a spirit and a heartbeat and what the ramifications of that would be if they aborted this little child. And uh, after quite a long conversation, given uh, imparted with the love of God, not with judgment, with the love of God, uh, I asked this young couple, would they like to surrender their lives to Jesus in order to equip them to be able to rise up to this next phase of their lives? And they said yes. So round the kitchen table, they surrendered to Jesus. And I've never sensed the anointing so strong as I watched it come on these young couple 
around that kitchen table, there was just a transformation in their features. Well, Liz, you're travelling in outback communities and in earlier conversations we've talked about the sort of divine appointments that seem to happen. God sets up the meetings and the gatherings that you seem to be a part of and opportunities there to share the gospel. And in so many circumstances like this one, and we're not even talking about the name of the town that you are in today, but you came across this young couple and things have begun to snowball. Uh, the momentum is there that we often see when we share the gospel because other wider family members are also influenced. Well, as a result of this young couple making a, a wonderful decision, there's been an extended family um, that have watched their growth has uh, come to the Lord. Um, they're coming like week after week. There's more coming in. And uh, they're being ably overseen by a very uh, godly couple in this town and uh, also a men's shed. As a result of this harvest of souls in this country town, uh, there's a shed happens, has uh, been started. And uh, I was up there recently. There was four more baby dedications, three more water baptisms. That's on top of another four water baptisms and two baby uh, dedications in September, October last year. So it's just um, it's just a wondrous thing to watch these uh, babies growing in the Lord and being excited about what's happening in their lives. And, uh, and it's just, and prayer covering is very important in this situation. Some people will say there's no greater testimony than a transformed life. And so when you bring the gospel into a conversation, in circumstances where there are things going awry, uh, all sorts of bad things happening, and all of a sudden you've got a young couple responding to the message of the gospel. And the message that is broadcast loud and clear is that their lives are changing and others notice that so significantly they take notice themselves of the message of the gospel. That's exactly how it works. And isn't that what the Lord has called us to that it's not what we say, but it's by the lives we live that is what will draw all men unto him because they need to see Christ's likeness in us in order for them to want what we have and then we point them to Jesus. Is it the case we sometimes say, oh, they wouldn't be interested in hearing about Jesus? They wouldn't be interested if I've got a perspective on babies and the fact that there ought not to be abortions. They wouldn't be interested in hearing what I've got, but that's not the case. People are open and they are ready to receive when you communicate in a loving way. Oh, they're so ready. They're looking for some good news. They're looking for a lifeline of hope. They're looking for a way out because they've just been so bogged down in the circumstances of life. Liz, you spend your time travelling through outback communities. Uh, you'll meet with people individually. You'll meet with small groups. In fact, anywhere that there is, as we were saying in an earlier conversation, divine appointments, appointments set up by God, where you have this opportunity to bring something of a pastoral care into communities. Oftentimes you're talking to women, women who are going through all sorts of challenges, not only within their own families, but the challenges that anyone on the land faces. But this opportunity that you have, uh, it's an opportunity that people can grasp a hold of. 
you're also looking for people to be prayer supporters and people who'll support your ministry as well. What are the special needs that you might have as you're travelling around the outback? Well, the prayer need to cover the people visited and to believe God for me to be led to the exact right ones at the right time, the desperate and the ones in great need, uh, that's a wonderful prayer point that I know many listeners would probably love to be part of. Um, for me personally, um, I have a little camper trailer. I initially went in a tent for many years because that's what I could afford and um, in unpowered sites and then powered sites. And then a few years ago, I was blessed with a gift of a, a camper trailer, which made my life so much different and so much better. But just in this last 12 months, because I'm coming up to my three score years and 10 uh, in a few weeks, I've just felt the physical aspect of that is a little more challenging for me. So what I would dearly love to do, if it was ever possible, would be just to get the next trailer up, my cub camper, the next one up with a longer drawbar where I could have a toolbox in fr- on the um, on the drawbar and that would free up the back of the car. That would be totally full of resources that would be easily accessible and I'd also be able to put my jacks and my tools in this toolbox so that if I have a blowout, I don't have to unload the car to change a tyre. And also, you know, in the night hours, it um, be nice to have a little toilet in that camper trailer. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's someone listening to our conversation that might be sympathetic to your real need when it comes to upgrading a camper trailer. Uh, and for the various reasons that you mentioned. And so I'd encourage anyone who might be able to lend a helping hand to help to resource this ministry as Liz takes with her Bibles and the Word for Today and gift card resources that she takes into Outback Communities. She's meeting needs. She's bringing the gospel and seeing some wonderful fruit from that as we've heard about the country town uh, with this young couple. Uh, Liz, wonderful getting your insights, wonderful to hear your stories, and uh, wonderful also to recognize that there are some needs. And I'll point people to your website for anyone who might be able to be helpful when it comes to the upgrade of your camper trailer. It's lizhowland.com. That's L-I-Z-H-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. There's also an email address, lizhowland seven at gmail.com. Liz, always appreciate you. We'll catch up again before too long, but thanks so much for dropping in quickly today here on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.